Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. If you love the story of the prodigal son, uh, you might not want to listen today because I'm probably going to ruin it for you. Uh, Today we're looking at Luke chapter 14 and 15, and there's kind of one common theme between both of these chapters. It's kind of this idea that the people who should be receiving Jesus, the people who should be ready for the coming of God's kingdom, uh, are not. They're not ready for the coming of God's kingdom. In fact, they kind of resent the fact that God's kingdom have come. They resent the fact that Jesus is God's son, and Jesus is the Messiah they've been looking forward to. So in Luke 14, uh, where we get started off, basically Jesus is... He heals another man on the Sabbath after he asks if he's allowed to, um, which we know he's just constantly healing people on the Sabbath. But he tells this parable about this great banquet. And basically, the idea is uh, this this rich man throws this giant banquet and he invites everyone that's important, everybody that, that should have some level of influence and should have some kind of in. And when it comes time to hold the banquet, like the invitations go out, it's now time to hold the banquet. When it comes time to hold the banquet, nobody can make it. None of the important people that he invited actually want to go. So this guy says, hey, I bought a field. I need to go see it. Another guy says, I bought a bunch of oxen. I need to go test them out, which is like the equivalent of I just bought a new car. Uh, And then another guy says, I just got married. I can't come. So the host of the banquet says, you know what? Just go out in the streets and invite all the, all the destitute, the poor, the outlying people that you can find, just invite them and bring them in. So the servants go out, they invite like all the outcasts uh, from the city and all the outcasts come. There's still room at the banquet. And so the servants go and invite people from even further out, like people that live outside the city and are even less uh, reputable. And they come and they fill the banquet. And Jesus basically like tells them, essentially this parable is teaching, Um, That the people that should be excited about the coming kingdom of God, they're not. And they don't want to go. They don't want to be part of it. So now Jesus is going after those that are excited to be part of the coming kingdom of God. It's all these people that he's going around and healing. Uh, It's all these these tax collectors, these sinners, the people that are constantly being judged uh, by the religious folks. Um, are the people that Jesus is excited to usher into the kingdom of God because Jesus is bringing the kingdom of God to the Jews first, but the Jews primarily don't want him. Like the vast majority of them don't accept him. And so now he is recognizing the fact that there's a lot of people that are thankful to follow him and listen to him. And so those are the people that are being invited in. So that's kind of the first slap in the face uh, to the Pharisees that hate Jesus. And then Jesus Uh, just quickly talks about the cost of discipleship. Jesus says, basically, like, if you don't love me and only me, if you're not obedient to God and only God, even to the point of, he says, like, in kind of a hyperbole, says, like, if you don't hate your sons and daughters and brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers, if you don't hate your wives, if you don't hate yourself, you're not worthy of following me. Because when you follow me, you can follow only mean. That's where he talks about the cost of discipleship. And it's a theme we've been chasing the past couple days where Jesus is calling people who are 100% obedient to him. There's not really any room for people that are like half in and half out or people that reject him. Really, he's looking for the people that are ready to accept him and follow him. And then he goes right into Luke 15 
And Luke 15 is three stories about lost things. The first story is about a lost sheep. The second story is about a lost coin. And the third story is about a lost son. Now, I think it's really important that all these stories get told together and in context because it starts with small things and up to bigger things. So Jesus is talking to these people that already heard that they have rejected the coming kingdom of God. They have rejected this incredible banquet. And now Jesus is going to tell three stories um, that show how you should react when somebody actually does come in, when somebody actually does want to attend, when somebody actually wants to believe. So the first story is about a lost sheep. Uh, One sheep wanders off into the wilderness, and the shepherd goes and finds the sheep, lifts them up on his shoulders, throws a party uh, to celebrate this one sheep that was lost. And then the idea is, it's actually chapter 15, verse 7, just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons. Now, when he tells the Pharisees this, you can imagine uh, that they might be like nodding their heads along in agreement, like, yeah, that's... That's good. That's good. We want people to repent. That's exciting. So then he tells another parable, another story. Uh, This woman loses uh, one coin out of 10 coins, and she can't find the one coin, so she lights a lamp, and she looks all over the house to find it. And when she does find it, she says in verse 9, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner repents. Again, uh, this is an easy story to agree with. It's an easy story to be excited about. Like God loves people who come to him, who accept him, who follow him. Then we get into the story of the prodigal son, uh, which is not titled correctly. This story is not about a lost son. This story is about a lost brother. When you think about the audience that Jesus is speaking to, uh, the audience would not actually fit the description of the lost son, the prodigal son, the audience would fit the description of the older brother. So let's just walk through this story. Basically, there's a man that has two sons. Uh, The youngest son says, you know what? I want all my stuff right now. I'm not going to wait around until you die. I want my inheritance now, which is crazy. Uh, This probably would not even be permitted. And it is the equivalent of this younger son saying, you know what, father, there's nothing you can do um, that pleases me or makes me happy. Just give me my stuff and get out of my life. So the kid takes all this stuff. He wanders off into some foreign land. Um, He loses all the money and he loses all the money um, with like just incredible debauchery. Actually, at one point it says that he wastes his, wastes his money on prostitutes. So he runs out of money and ends up being a pig farmer. If you think about a Jewish audience that Jesus would have been speaking to, there's probably no worse job than being a pig farmer. And he gets so hungry Uh, that he wishes he was able to eat pig food. So one day while he's being uh, like daydreaming about eating pig food, he says, you know what? I need to go home. So he gets up, he goes home. And while he is still a long way off, the father runs out to meet him and hugs him and kisses him and throws his robe over him and like just really honors this kid. Um, Men at this time, especially authoritative men, would never have been seen running So this is a pretty radical story. The fact that this kid has been super irresponsible, uh, this kid has been incredibly disrespectful, this would have been a high honor culture, Uh, it's scandalous that this father goes out and just welcomes this son right back in. The son thinks he's going to be a servant in his father's house, but his father like restores him to the role as 
the son. And so then the father kills the fatted calf and throws a giant party because a lost thing has been found. So these three stories, uh, they line up with each other. It's this very important thing is lost. Um, eventually it is found again. There is great rejoicing because it is found again. But this story, this prodigal son story, has an extra piece to the story. The extra piece of this story starts in verse 26. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked him, What do these things mean? And he said to him, Your brother has come home, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. So this is the first time in all of the three stories that there is somebody who is not rejoicing. There is somebody who is angry. There is somebody who is rejecting what has happened. This older brother is rejecting the fact that his younger brother has come home. And then the older brother brags about how faithful he has been to the father, uh, how well he has served the father, how he's never been disobedient, which seems unlikely. Um, but then in verse 30, he says, but when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes and killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for this. Your brother was dead and he is alive. He was lost and he is found. So the father is still excited that he has found the lost thing. That's the same thing that happens in all three stories in Luke 15. But this older brother is the only person in all three stories who rejects the fact that the lost thing has been found. And this older brother is supposed to be representing the Pharisees. This would have infuriated the people who were hearing the story if they recognized what the story was about and what the story was designed to do. And when you think about the story of the banquet told right before, uh, paired up with the story of the prodigal son told right after, you hear Jesus telling the Pharisees, like, the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, the appointed time has come. You have rejected the appointed time. And not only have you rejected the appointed time, you are jealous now of those who are actually obedient, those who are lost, who are now found. So there's a lot in these chapters. Uh, one of the really great things that we see here is that the character of God is loving and gracious and forgiving. Uh, God here in these stories is the one who is rejoicing because lost people have been found. Um, but we also see here the Pharisees, the scribes, the, the Sadducees, like the religious people are furious that outsiders are coming into the kingdom. They don't like it. They can't handle it. Um, and it's a warning to us to never exclude people from the kingdom of God. We should never exclude people who are repentant, who are joyously coming to sit at the feet of Jesus, who are ready to accept Christ as their Savior and live a life of obedience. We should always be joyful that those lost people are coming in. So this is a cautionary tale, and that is the your part. Be very careful uh, that you are not living out the way that this older brother is living. Be very careful that you are not jealous, that you're not frustrated, that you're not angry, uh, that sinners are coming to repentance. And, you know, this is something we can easily fall into. Like people walk into your churches and they don't seem like they fit the profile that they should. Uh, if they are repentant and they are obedient to the Lord, we should embrace them. We should be glad that they're there and we should, you know, start encouraging them as brothers and sisters in Christ to walk a life of discipleship to Jesus. So I just encourage you uh, to keep your eyes open, keep your heart soft and don't fall into being the bad guy in this story. Don't be like this older brother. So we'll be back again tomorrow. I'll see you then.
Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan Your Part. Don't forget, it is always more important that you listen to God's words rather than our words. So please stick around to hear the reading for the day. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave a rating and write a review on whatever platform you are using to listen to us. Now that we have all that out of the way, here is the reading for today. Luke chapter 14. One Sabbath, when he went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching him carefully. And behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus responded to the lawyers and the Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. Then he took him and healed him and sent him away. And he said to them, Which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on the Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? And they could not reply to these things. Now he told a parable to those who were invited, when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, Give your place to this person, and then you will begin with shame and take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. He said also to the man who had invited him, When you give a dinner or a banquet, do not you invite your friends or brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. When one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many, and at the time for the banquet he sent his servants to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field, and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to the master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, Go out in the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. Now great crowds accompanied him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with ten thousand to meet him who comes against him with twenty thousand? And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, 
he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, any of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if it has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is of no use either for the soil or the manure pile. It is thrown away. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Luke chapter 15. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on its shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And he said, There was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of my property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had took and went on a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into the fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It is fitting to celebrate and be glad. For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. 
Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.